Welcome to the GBU Podcast, presented by Alex Mitchell. A huge welcome to this edition of the GBU Vlog. It is fantastic to have you here and fantastic to be watching. First off, a massive shout out to our good friends at the Creative Roots and What If Events. If it wasn't for them, we couldn't be doing this. So if you're looking for anyone in those two sectors, do give the links a click and speak to the founders there. They are really, really awesome on that front. So what is the purpose of these? You should know it by now, but a quick reminder, super relaxed, super informal, having a chat with another founder to get some of their insights, their motivations, their drivers, and also some of their top tips, both the good, the bad, and the ugly, hence GBU. So what we, without further ado, today we are joined by Johnny from The Campaign Force. Johnny, over to you, who you are and what do you do? Hi, my name's Johnny Ball. I'm the founder of Campaign Force, which is a community interest company. And our core purpose is to inspire, train and coach members of the armed forces community to stand up and serve again in public life. So we've just approached our first anniversary and it's been a really uh, exciting year. And obviously recent times have been quite testing too. Uh, but no, it's it's been fantastic. And what was your motivation, Johnny, to go into that because your background isn't as necessarily a founder but what is your background quickly and what was your motivation yeah I, I kind of the way i explain it to people is that campaign force is at the middle of this virtual venn diagram that i seem to have created in life and um, the three parts of me being the armed forces i've served on and off since the age of 17 and served in operations in places like northern ireland when i was very young uh, to more recently in afghanistan um, I also spent three years running, running the Ministry of Defence's employer engagement unit, so the team responsible for building relationships with large UK corporates around the Armed Forces Covenant. And then the kind of last bit of that Venn diagram is that my background, I'd spent um, the best part of a decade working behind the scenes in politics. So running the campaigns of politicians from local government, of which I've probably run about 600 local government campaign candidates um, running their election campaigns, right up to uh, parliamentary and European elections, um, general elections, and I've run um, MPs offices too. So in the middle of all of that is this idea called Campaign Force, which really strives for a better politics. And on the campaign side, I mean, it's amazing you talk about the military, it's amazing to see what the military have done in relation to the planning and project management at HMS Nightingale down at the Excel and at numerous other pop-up hospitals around the country. But on the campaign, what, you know, getting more um, people from the armed forces back in and serving again, why? Why do you feel that is important? Where do you feel the value adds, uh, value adds? Like obviously, you and I have spoken a lot about this in the past, but for anyone watching, what is, what, what do you feel? You've seen individuals run for public office, you've been in the armed forces. What do you feel the synergy there is? I guess for me, it started with a frustration of the standard of people serving in communities. And don't get me wrong, there are some really selfless people that do serve in our communities in politics. But the bar, the talent bar is pretty low. Um, and that's for a variety of reasons, you know, why the perceived barriers for people to get involved in politics in the first place. And they seem to be increasing, particularly around social media. And it's, be it's become quite off-putting. And I just saw that UK PLC had really woken up to the idea of the transferable skills, values and talents of the armed forces. And we're seeing that fades at the moment during this COVID-19 crisis. And I yeah. just 
why that why isn't public life why haven't they woken up to this so from my own experience of trying to recruit people locally um and again this is a non-party political point and i hasten to add campaign force works cross-party is the fact that this talent gap that i'd perceived and also this gap in trust we've seen over the last few years um the politics becoming increasingly polarized and in the middle is is the majority of us that are kind of frustrated by that and don't really like that but what they do love are our armed forces and they recognize that we have the best armed forces in the world they are a trusted community of which there are about 2.6 million veterans 15,000 leave oh, every really? that, many. that many um and I, you just see the affection we have towards the veteran community and veterans look like me they're relatively young um experienced operationally uh, and have a lot to give not only business in terms of the hard and soft skills but in terms of our values so i just really saw that there was this synergy there in hard skills and values that the armed forces have organizations like Deloitte had quantified that in various studies uh, and I just saw that the public react so warmly um, that I thought well if we can tap into that then we're going to create a better relationship with our politics and the population and therefore veterans at the same time will be more visible in our communities. And I mean there, there are two parts I wanted to pick up quickly. Firstly your passion to be apolitical no matter what and how there are veterans serving in all the main major parties across the UK regions and nations and then also from following your journey a little bit over the last year but how you've been very creative at the partnerships you've created so the partnerships you've pulled together working with organizations like Facebook so maybe we do the partnerships one first why did you look at that route and what are the benefits of it and then then we come on to the importance of being apolitical and widely encompassing as you quite rightly mentioned well, yeah, partnerships and collaborations have been really important. So that's ranged from the third sector within the Royal British Legion, who I've got a really good relationship that have attended my events and observed, and I hope to develop those relationships, and also the corporate sector. And funny enough, this really follows what the current veteran strategy has created, and it's that cross-partnership um, notion between the uh, third sector, the public sector and the private sector. So really leaning into that model because that's the way the whole veterans proposition is going. Um, but for me, in terms of starting out on my own um, in a room like this with my dog on my lap um, and just scratching around saying, right, um, who do I know that might be able to help me? And I'd built up uh, my own personal brand within the veterans community. Um, and wherever you look, it's perhaps not as obvious to the wider population. There are veterans in large corporate organizations. So the likes of Facebook, as you've mentioned, Sage, another organization that I've partnered with. Um, there are figureheads and leaders that are doing really well in business and they want to give back. So the way that these organizations help me is really simple. They give me event space because clearly I can't run an event from a, a little garden office like this. So having some corporate event space within um, the main population centres across the UK has been really important for me. Relatively easy for corporates to do, um, but for me, it's overcome a huge barrier and that's actually getting some um, event space. So those um, partnerships are really important to me. And on the apolitical side, Johnny, the, you know, there are some amazing veterans in the parties. You've been really, really clear every time we've met on how you're highlighting individual ones from different parties, getting them on board, talking to them, engaging with them. 
how has that been? Has there been an appetite from all the parties? Is there a strong appetite from current veterans with serving within sort of a local government and then also at an MP level and even at a ministerial level and shadow ministerial level? Has there been an appetite for that? Has there been a buy-in for that at, at the sort of the powers that be down in Westminster and also at local government? It's been really well received. Local government, I'll come on to in a second, that's a challenge. But in terms of at the high levels within the main political parties and government, so Johnny Mercer, the current veterans minister, has come along to my workshop and shared his story with veterans from all political persuasions to help inspire them about how he transitioned from the armed forces into politics. And that's been really important, those case studies. Um, and I've got a long list of people that have endorsed campaign force from all parties and none, um, and from all parts of government, local government, so over the Northern Ireland, Doug Beatty, a military crossholder, um, to write up people like Johnny Mercer and those that have retired from politics, like Sir Julian Brazier. So engaging with them has been um, has been really helpful and really useful, but the appetite has been really strong. So I've engaged with the three main political parties um, and been able to brief them and being able to network within their own individual networks. What a lot of people won't know is that each of the political parties have established military networks and, and they range at every level from parliament right down to local government and you know every kind of section of society is represented these days whether it's you know um, BAME communities LGBTQ um, but indeed the armed forces community too so I've tapped into those and my friend um, actually made a, a funny quirk about um, one of the political parties he said that campaign force has probably done more for recruitment into those political parties by a soft linkage and um, because that's not our purpose but make setting up those introductions through our network which is really strong and indeed those people who make up campaign force when we deliver our events it's cross-party so there are people that have got decades of experience from across from local government to parliament uh, and we come from all different political backgrounds and persuasions so that's really important because when it comes to our workshops we're certainly not there to flog political parties that's their bag. That's the individual member of the armed forces community. If they put their hand up and say, do you know what? I'm interested in being XYZ party. Then we've got that network that we can then set up those introductions. But the buy-in has been really important um, and really cross-party. Um, we also went to both Labour and Conservative conference last year and held fringe, fringe events. And they were really well uh, received and that's something that we self-funded um, we're hopefully looking at more collaborative approaches to that in the forthcoming um, conference season and branching out indeed with the Lib Dems and also with the SNP would be a dream. Um, local government is a challenge as I've mentioned um, there are some 20,000 um, people across local government standing as councillors across the UK and absolutely no one has any idea of how many are veterans the local government association do a census every year and they ask questions about what makes up an individual as a councillor in terms of their demographics but they don't ask the veterans question and that's common across all sorts of organizations and we're getting better at that particularly as we've got the newly established office of veterans affairs so i hope to change that um, and one way i hope to change things is working closely with the local government association to establish what is the data how are veterans represented in local government um, so get a picture of that and if there is a gap in terms of underrepresentation, really trying to fix that because the veterans community are a diverse population from across the commonwealth um all faiths and none sexualities 
um, and ethnicity. So it's important that they represent, are represented at local government area um, level too. And that's where we'll start to see veterans more visible in positions of leadership in our communities. So that's one partnership I've got a really good in and I'm going to crack that with the LGA. Fantastic. Um, just coming on as we wrap up on some of your top tips and some of your insights. Firstly, I was amazed by that slide you shared just after the general election on LinkedIn about how many veterans were in the House of Commons. That was staggering, totally blew my mind on that side. But on some of the top tips and lessons, you obviously you created a business in an area where, yes, you've been in the armed forces, yes, you've worked in the um, MOD, and you've worked in the business environment, but you went into something where you'd never set up anything before on that manner. You then set up something where there isn't really anything, as far as I'm aware of, that exists. And you've created these partnerships and created wants and created a drive. If you're speaking to someone, maybe not trying to come into your sector on that side, because you've got a, a nice monopoly there at the moment, Johnny. But if you were speaking to someone that was looking to create something, what would be your learnings? What would be your lessons to them? What would you tell them to do? I think don't be afraid of creating a niche and finding a niche. Um, so my uh, idea is very niche, you know, uh, tapping into the armed forces community to create a better politics. Um, people don't necessarily mix those two communities together. Um, so don't be afraid to create a niche and own it. Um, hopefully one day um, I'll be able to step back and campaign force will continue and other organisations will copy it. Then I think that'd be a sign of, of good success. And I hope to export this as well to our allied nations, be it place like Denmark. Um, I've certainly been inspired by some of the things that have happened over the in the in the US. Um, so don't be afraid to find your niche. Um, the other thing as well is um if you are in a position of adversity, I've recently um undergone my own um challenges. Um, as you know, Alex, I suffered a serious motorcycle accident almost a year to the day. And, and that really spurred me on, I think, in my own recovery, of which I'm still recovering. Um, many will know I'm, I'm very close to losing my leg. I also suffered a mental health injury. Um, but just some of the tools that I've been given um, as part of that mental health reco recovery has made me a better business person, has made me more focused, more organized. So don't be, there's a lot of transferable um, skills and tools you might have from the sporting world, from um, other work environments, things you've picked up that will make you a good entrepreneur and a good founder. Since setting up Campaign Force and undergoing my recovery, I've also set up my own for-profit business, um, where again, within that niche of the veterans community, because that's my niche and I want to own that. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to really own your niche and don't be afraid to overcome adversity and i think we can all share some of that at the moment as we're we've gone through the covid19 crisis that we can really come out the other side stronger and and i think a lot of businesses will start up as a result of this period and sadly yes some will fall by the wayside too i think your is great points to finish on johnny i think don't be afraid to find your niche is absolutely fantastic and i think also as you said go through the learnings you know, it's great your recovery for the motorbike injury is going well, but then also a lot of people suffer mental health and going out there and asking for that support and having those conversations within the armed forces like yourself, within politics and within business is very, very difficult sometimes. And it is crucial to have those conversations and open yourself up so you can start rebuilding and start healing as well on that side. So, Johnny, great points. Thank you so much massive massive good luck going forward as well i really really appreciate your time 
Thank you. And don't forget uh, our slogan is stand up and serve again. And there is a great time for the armed forces community to stand up and serve again. And the armed forces community are doing a fantastic job at the moment in this current crisis, as we can see every day on the TV, along with many other people who are doing front, um, front of house, front, uh, you know, front of foot services at the moment from the NHS to those serving, giving us our food at the supermarkets to those that are delivering our post. So Johnny, a huge thank you. Everyone else, thank you so, so much for watching. Again, a shout out to our friends at The Creative Roots and at What If Events. Do check them out, they are fantastic. It is thanks to them that we're able to bring you this. Thank you for watching and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the GBU podcast presented by Alex Mitchell. 